From a personal standpoint, I'm just excited to see the teams back on the field and, you know, seeing fans enjoy themselves at the ballpark. You know, that's what it's all about. Welcome to episode 179 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. The temperature is finally starting to warm up. The sun is out just a little bit longer. The smell of fresh cut grass is wafting in the air. And the familiar sounds of baseball are returning to fields all across our province. The baseball scene here is about to amp up a little more as the Western Canadian Baseball League season officially kicks off this week. With a full slate of games and teams for the first time since 2019, there's lots to be excited about. And we'll be checking in with WCBL President Kevin Kavami in a little bit. But to help preview the season, as well as some of the other big baseball storylines here in Alberta, ADS co-founder and writer extraordinaire Ian Wilson joins us now. Ian, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Joe. It is WCBL opening weekend. First off, how excited are you to finally see things get going again for the summer? I, I'm quite jacked up about it. I, I think uh, it's nice to get things uh, back to normal. I know we've kind of used that phrase a little bit over the last uh, year or so, but this this is truly uh, appearing to be a you know knock on wood or whatever surface hard surfaces <laughs> nearest to. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it truly feels like we're, we're entering that back to normal phase and you're getting a full slate of teams and you're getting, uh, what the league looked like in 2019 and before that. And, uh, I think that's, uh, that's exciting. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun this summer. You've been working hard on our WCBL preview stories for the season. I won't ask you about possible breakout stars or anything like that, but when you look through the rosters, when you talk to the teams and you hear what they've got in in mind for the season, any trends or things you're noticing as you go through those? Well, I think yeah. On the on the note of uh, like getting back to normal, you're you're seeing the the league go from five teams and, and four markets last year uh, to a full slate of 11 teams. Saskatchewan's back in the mix, which is, is great. You're seeing last year was also uh, just a Canadian-only league, which was exciting and fun to see the uh, the homegrown talent. But uh, I, I do think there's a lot to be said for uh, the recruitment of a lot of the American players um, for a number of reasons. One, I just think there's something nice about uh Bringing, bringing those kids up here, the ones who want to come up, have a, a Canadian adventure and, and learn more about Saskatchewan and Alberta and uh, Western Canada and see what the, this, these provinces have to offer, uh, not just baseball-wise, but life-wise and uh, see some of the sites and, and travel around. I think that's great for, for anyone at that age uh, just, just getting out of their, their home country. Um, so I'm excited for them to come up and, and have a chance. And I also think it's good for the Canadian athletes because you're increasing or you're, you're um, improving the, the talent pool in the Western Canadian Baseball League and really letting uh, kids go, uh, I say kids, but college, college, <laughs> college age young men uh, go you know, head to head against some of the best talent that's out there. 
Um, so we've seen guys graduate from this league uh, into the major leagues. Uh, some of them are Canadian, some of them are American. And I think when the league's at its best, you're, you're getting that mix of Canadian and American athletes uh, go toe-to-toe. And uh, so I'm excited to get back to that uh, as much as it was good to, to highlight uh, some of the Canadian performers last summer. Mm, and it's a bit of a rallying cry for a lot of those communities as well. You mentioned Brooks and Med Hat and Fort Mac and the Saskatchewan teams. They're finally back at it after a couple of years away. Those communities have been chomping at the bit to get going again. How exciting has, has it got to be for those teams and those markets to finally get back to it and, and really kind of have something to wrap their arms around? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, Saskatchewan, as we know, there's a lot of pride in that province and they they um you know always want to show off the, the best that they have they're going to be able to to do that in their in their markets and i think uh, some of the the smaller markets uh fort mac and uh and brooks are excited to get back at it too and i think you've seen in in all those communities some uh um improvements in uh in the the facilities that they've got there and they're also just a uh, more attention paid to to things like even the concessions right uh which, you know, you can, uh, I guess you can dismiss that at your peril because I think the fan experience does include, hey, what's, uh, what kind of hot dog do they have going here? What's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what, uh, what does this place have? You know, I think Fort Mac has like a lobster roll and things like that. And I'm like, I love it. I love all that stuff. It's all part of the game day experience. And I hope fans, when they get back to the ballpark, they're enjoying those things as much as, if not more, uh, than than the action on the field because I think it, it essentially is a glorified patio and it's uh, it's probably the best patio experience you can have is is going to a ball game. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And speaking of some of the patios, you've been to one already this spring, and that being in your your hometown of Medicine Hat, your Med Hat guy recently went to Athletic Park to visit with Greg Morrison and company. Give us your impressions of the what three three and a half million dollars worth of renos that happened there. Yeah, it's a, it, they did a really good job there. Um, they've got basically a, a shade that they've created to uh, to make the stands a little more tolerable for those hot summer nights and the sun bursting through. So they've they've did a big shade cover uh, down the, um, the the third base side. It looks great, and it's uh, hopefully it'll be functional as well. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it will mm-hmm. be. And also just out front, uh, they they redid their ticket office. And did some fencing in there, and you've got uh, a lot of red brick uh, that was uh, installed there, uh, and also you've got these little kind of gaslight uh, tops to some of the fences that they're just a nice touch because it's it's uh, very emblematic of Medicine Hat and the Gas City, and and also all the uh, you know the brick that you'll brick buildings you'll find in that city. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other features that I, that I love, uh, is they had a lot of room in behind home plate, uh, for years. And what they've done is they've installed, um, some seating, uh, behind home plate, uh, that is just going to give you a fantastic bird's eye view. And, uh, you don't need too elaborate of a setup down there. You just basically, you need a seat and some tables and you'll have great views of, uh, of the action down there. So I think. I think that's going to be really, really cool to see. I know this was a conversation that you and I had in the the work up to and then including Baseball Day in Canada's broadcast last summer. 
we talked a little bit about facilities, and I want to touch on that again because we mentioned Medicine Hat, but you look across the league, Sylvan Lake is still improving their basically brand-new facility. You have Okotoks always meddling with their, their facility, which is just a gem of the foothills. You look at Lethbridge and what they've done over the last few years to make that thing uh, better than it has been over the last 40 years or so. Uh, Brooks did some improvements out there. You have Edmonton working on what they've got with Spruce Grove. You've got Fort Mac, who's still trying to, <laughs> I think, weirdly show off their facility. It's a beautiful facility, but between wildfires and floods and pandemics, they just haven't been able to put it in the, the spotlight that they really deserve. This province is really up to something special when it comes to baseball, and it really does start with those facilities. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think uh, in the broader scheme of things that gets talked enough uh, about i think that does get lost in the sports landscape here is um just the bricks and mortar the stadium development and improvement that you're seeing within that league and and across uh saskatchewan and alberta i know even in um like moose jaw for example they they've just added like uh, fresh pavement to certain areas. They've improved the fencing and and in some you know and just added some coats of paint to to some of the fencing and the in the grandstand. And you know that's even minor things like that or seemingly minor things like that that improves the the experience. So it's good to see them. Uh, you know everyone kind of checking their budget, seeing what they can do. Brooks, I actually did, uh, when I came back from Medicine Hat, I, I did pop by there just to have a look around and had a look. They've added uh, what they're calling the flight deck, which is a really kind of unique vantage point patio. It sits right above the, the home dugout. Uh, so I think that's going to be really cool. They're they're adding in uh, some seating along the, um, the, the third base uh, line there as well. Uh, so that's, uh, like, like I said, it seems like small things sometimes, uh, just adding a patio here or there, but they, all these things enhance the fan experience, you know, similar to what I was talking about with the concessions. Um, that, that's a big deal. And it's a, it's just a, another way that fans can enjoy what they've got, whether it's a big stadium or not, you know, they, they you've seen in Okotoks, what they've done at core four plus 14. I, uh, last summer spent a lot of time. Mm-hmm. wandering down there hanging out there and uh i just think it's a great addition to that ballpark and uh, they're always looking to improve things there um so yeah i just think uh, i think all those improvements uh to facilities you know as we've discussed uh you know both uh, on the podcast and and face to face is these are these are legacy things that improve the community as well so it's Yes, it's beneficial to the teams in the Western Canadian Baseball League, but it's also beneficial to um, to the community and to any groups that are using those those stadiums and facilities. Absolutely. And one of the other added features of this WCBL season as well is going to be the home team live broadcasts online. Every team's going to be on there. Every game's going to be broadcast there. I mean, there's a real... Uh, I, the one thing that I've really noticed about this offseason is there's really a dynamic where the teams are trying to get out there in front of the faces of those uh, fans and families and families of the players who are going to be coming up here through their social media spheres. I mean, there's a real... Uh, I know you were with the WCBL in terms of marketing and, and that kind of thing. How important was that aspect of making sure that when we do get back to quote-unquote normal, 
that there is that sense of, hey, let's draw some attention to this brand and make sure that people are really taking note of, of the quality of baseball, the quality of facilities, and just the quality of, of the league as a whole. Yeah, I, I think that's an important partnership uh, with, with Home Team Live. I think um, I, I do want to say I think baseball in particular of, of almost any sport is best enjoyed live. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the whole experience, as we were talking about concessions, uh, having, a, having a cold one at the ballpark, just that whole atmosphere on a nice summer evening, I think we can all relate to how enjoyable that experience is and it's not just about the play that you're watching it's about the the whole thing and i think that's where baseball has the edge over uh, you know sports like hockey and uh, maybe not football because most football you're watching outside but i i do think uh, you know i i just think that that experience is best consumed uh in person however i also think adding a video component and uh Allowing people to to watch a quality broadcast is is vital. Uh, I think one you've got uh, you've got American athletes and international athletes that uh, this allows their families to to watch their their, their kids and uh, loved ones play. So I think that's important. Just as we do when when you know, we've got Canadians that go south of the border, we're like, hey, there's there's Matt Kootenay uh, just smashing another home run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, when you have a quality broadcast, I, I know from uh, a few years ago watching Matt Lloyd on like Indiana uh, had a great broadcast, mm-hmm. a great production value, and and that matters. It's it's a great uh, way of uh, watching the game when you can't be there, and I think making strides there is is very important and uh, and just another way to engage uh, engage fans, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of excitement heading into the 2022 WCBL season. I won't make you take a selection as an early season favorite or anything like that, Ian, but if you had one prediction to make for this upcoming summer, what would it be? Oh, put me on the spot here. Hey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I had to. I mean, we, let's be honest here. When it comes to trying to make predictions about uh, who's going to play well, you don't necessarily know behind the scenes what pitchers might have inning limits or that kind of thing. You never know what injuries might happen, all that kind of thing. So early to tell. It's not like you've got uh, a massive scouting report on all of these guys. So I, like I said, I don't want you to be put on the spot when it comes to players, but maybe there's, there's something in the air that you're starting to feel. Maybe there's something that uh, you think – fans are going to be interested in knowing. Yeah. And, and on that note, uh, we should point out, you did some great work on the, on the podcast, uh, Alberta Dugout stories, the podcast, this, uh, you know, basically since January, catching up with a lot of the athletes, uh, that, uh, that are going to be playing in the Western Canadian baseball league. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, anyone looking for player information, just head on over to our website, Look for that. Look up our podcast. See which guests are on there because you're going to see some of the guys that uh, have been performing south of the border that that will be stars in this league this summer. So if you want to do any research on specific players, just head on over to our website and uh, and head over to the league web- website as well because there's a lot of content on uh, some of the individual players there as, as well as as you mentioned earlier team previews. But getting into bold predictions, I don't know if this one's a bold one, but I think. I, I think one thing that you're going to see this this summer is I think the Baseball Day in Canada event in Sylvan Lake, mm-hmm. and I think the All Star Game in Okotoks are going to be 
just top-notch events. I think you're going to see, uh, and I, you know, again, knock on wood, but I, I think you're going to see a very uh, well-run program for both those events, and I, I'm excited to see those uh, happen. So I think you're going to have packed ballparks for those. I think you're going to have an enjoyable experience for those, and I'm really looking forward to those those two signature events. I do think I think the Fort McMurray Giants. I think they make playoffs this year. I think they they came really close in 2019. I think they were a game away. I think Ray Brown is uh, the coach there. He's the master of of getting these you know teams that are they put together a 500 season or close to it, and then they do well in the playoffs. I think I think Ray's going to get that uh, squad over the hump, and I think he's going to get them into the postseason this 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 summer bold prediction i love it love every minute of it lots to dive into there we're going to give you a bit of a breather here though and when we come back we'll chat about the baseball scene in alberta and some of the storylines heading into the summer outside the wcbl but first we'll sit down with wcbl president kevin Cavani here on alberta dugout stories the podcast kevin thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast always a pleasure joe Let's start off talking about the CCBC World Series over the past weekend here. From your vantage point, how did things go? You know, I thought it was a very well-run tournament, and uh, there was lots of uh, great baseball played throughout the weekend. You know, um, uh, there was lots of – all the teams actually had very close games at times and, uh, and represented their programs very well, and – you know, ultimately, you have to say the best team eventually won the tournament. Uh, they were they were kind of the front runners from start to finish this year, and um, they beat the the second best team. You know that was there throughout the year. Uh, the you know PBA was a little banged up and stuff, but they put on a a great tournament too, and uh, and represented uh, PBA well and and got the silver medals. What a season it was just in general. When you look at it, some of the performances by the various teams, you look at some of the players as well. On the whole, how would you assess the season? You know, I think that the season, um, you know, went went very well. We added a new team this year in Victoria. Um, They struggled with a little bit of getting all their games in this year. But, you know, generally they they started out strong and kind of, had a lull at the end of the season where they were, where they went into a bit of a slump. But they had a couple of really good games during the championship too. So it's good to see them on the field, and you know it just kind of felt back to back to normal after a two-year hiatus. And you know I think things will just improve from there. Here in Alberta, we saw some big strides made by both the University of Calgary Dinos and Edmonton Collegiate Hawks. How impressed were you with how they managed to turn things around? You know, I was I was really impressed with the UFC this year with uh, with what uh, Cam did with the with the team there, and uh, they had a great season, uh, uh, finishing third in the in the conference during the regular season. You know, and you you got to tip your hands to Edmonton too. Uh, they they um, did a lot of revamping off the field, and and uh, you know their new uh, affiliation with the with the summer collegiate team there. Um, really, I think helped helped um, stabilize that program and and put good things in place for the future there. And they had a really strong showing in uh, 
in the championship as well. And of course, Prairie Baseball Academy, as you mentioned, always a favorite heading into every season, it seems, and made it to the final again this year. What is it about that program that really allows it to continue to be so successful? No, I, I think it starts with just the culture of the program and, and the expectation that that um, Coach Hubka and his team sets each and every year. Um, you know, the, they don't, the, 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 just like you say, they expect to be the champions at the end of every season. That's the mentality they go into every year with. That's what they recruit their players um, with the expectation that that's what they're going to achieve. And um, they've consistently and uh, and methodically done that year after year after year. Mm-hmm. It's been a long couple of years, as you mentioned as well. A lot of these athletes, coaches, supporters, all chomping at the bit to get a season going now that it's over. And you've been able to kind of look at it with the hindsight 2020. How happy were you with finally being able to get that full season played and get some sense of normalcy back? You no, know, it, 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 for two years, you were, you were hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And um, it was just nice finally to, to, to hurry up and go mm-hmm. and get the season underway and, and get it completed and, and get the world series in finally. I mean, this was, we rebranded it in 2019 and it took us to 2022 to actually hold the first event. So, um, you know, it, it, it feels very much like uh, you're on track now and the programs are up and running and, and the consistency will come back now. It's, it, it's tough when you're stopping and starting. Mm-hmm, absolutely. How do you continue to grow that brand and, and that level of talent as well? I mean, the, the number of people who have said to us is it's amazing how understated the programs are here. How do you continue to make sure that that momentum continues going forward? No, I think it's just about getting the word out. I mean, the biggest problem they have is, is they play at the worst possible. Well, not maybe the worst, I guess December, January would be worse, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, not a great time of the year, and and it, I mean, I, I hats off to the teams. I mean, they play in some of the most atrocious weather possible to get games in, and it isn't very warm, and that includes May seventeenth or eighteenth, whenever the tournament started. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like PBA's out there playing TRU in the first game, and it's the tenth inning, and it's approaching eleven o'clock at night, and it's like plus two degrees mm-hmm. and you know hats off to them for for playing in that weather i mean it it's not conducive to generating a lot of fan support but uh you know you just got to keep beating the drum and showing the successes of these players mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good talent in the league and you're going to see a lot of those players throughout uh teams across uh western canada this summer absolutely final question on the ccbc front here for you what's next for the league have you already got your eyes set to next year you're taking a bit of a a breather before uh diving full tilt into that no we had a meeting uh while the uh, championship was on and uh there's a lot of uh, off-season work to do on a variety of things to get you know get the teams as much on the same page as possible moving forward you know what what format do they want to see the the conference schedule? We want the conference schedule released, you know, in September at the very latest. Um, and then just, uh, you know, tidy up a few uh, little things. There's always little things that uh, can be improved on. And we want to, we want to address those while they're hot in the, 
pot in our heads and uh, get that dealt with. Mm-hmm. Now your attention personally also shifts to the Western Canadian Baseball League. Season gets going this week, full schedule and a full slate of teams. How excited are you for that return? Yeah, it's it's uh, a long time coming again. So, I mean, we're we're set to go. It sounds like all the teams are set to go. I mean, everybody's experiencing those last-minute jitters. Are we... Do we have this ready? Do we have that ready? But, you know, ultimately the games are going to happen and uh, and the league and and uh, all of our infrastructure is ready to roll. And we're excited. Can't be more excited than, than to kick it off tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Take us into the back rooms as you and your teams were getting ready for this season. What's been your primary focus? What have you been really trying to hone in on to make sure that you capitalize off some of the momentum that you got from having a, a bit of a, a, a shortened season last year, but making sure that you can uh, capitalize on all the markets being involved this year? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing that we're trying to, and, and we're still struggling with it to, you know, and then you and I have talked about this before, but the whole social media aspect, the whole marketing aspect of the league and getting that branding out there. So I think one of the things we're excited about this year is trying this new partnership with uh, Home Team Live, a company out of Saskatchewan that's going to webcast uh, the majority of the WCBL games this year um, to a standardized platform, um, giving, you know, baseball fans, families, and that access to every game that their team plays or their favorite team plays. And, and, uh, you know, eventually hopefully getting some advertising value and showcasing some partners with uh, the league on that uh, broadcast. Mm -hmm. And obviously not just an important aspect from a fan perspective, but you think about some of the players and um, their families being able to watch their their loved ones playing games up here if they happen to be from, you know, California or whatever the case may be, but also maybe potential players, potential partners of, of schools, that kind of thing. It's got to be kind of a win-win situation for everybody because you get to have that brand out there right in front of everybody's eyes and you can say, hey, listen, if you want to see what we offer, here's here's what we've got. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home. Yeah, you bet. Um, you know, getting players back and, and that this I mean, uh, another exciting thing is that there's going to be players from across North America on on the teams again this summer, which is allowing all the teams to operate. Um, you know, that's a that's been a nerve wracking thing for for the course of the pandemic is not being able to bring those players up. So, getting them back and getting you know their family and friends access to to see them play in Canada and also show what the Western Canadian Baseball League is about out there. I mean, you hear the words if you're in, like you say, California, but until you actually see Seaman Stadium or you see, um, you know, the legacy Dodge Field in Fort McMurray or Spitz Stadium in, here in Lethbridge, you know, you, you don't really get the, the whole picture of, of how great this league is and some of the venues that we get to play in. Yeah, and I was going to say that segues really well into my next question, which is about those facilities. I mean, when you look across the, the league, and especially here in Alberta, whether it's Sylvan Lake and what they have in there as they build out their brand new facility, you mentioned Lethbridge, Oak Tokes is always up to something. Medicine Hat just went through three or three and a half million dollars worth of renos. Brooks did some things. Fort Max back. Edmonton's working on Spruce Grove. When you look at all these projects, how excited are you about not just the present and what we have now, but also for the future and what lies ahead for not just the facilities, but the communities in which they, they support. 
yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Sylvan Lake uh, Stadium that that uh, is just another gem and, you know, athletic park now in Medicine Hat with its new upgrades. I can't wait to get down there and see that, um, what they've achieved there. Uh, you know, and then the other parks that I mentioned is just, uh, they're just all, you know, top of the line facilities that, that really fans can appreciate. And, you know, hopefully they'll generate some more interest in Saskatchewan to get, you know, a new venue there in Regina, which uh, is badly needed, you know, and, but, but, you know, no matter what, what park you go into, whether it's, whether it's, you know, Seaman Stadium or whether it's, um, you know, the, one of the, the community fields in, in one of the Saskatchewan communities, they, they still are all about community baseball. And that really is an important part of the WCBL is, is to, have a summer activity for the fans and the families to go out and enjoy the sport, enjoy a summer night and, and, uh, connect with, you know, connect with your local ball team that's representing your community across Western Canada. And then of course they take memories of, of your community and, and, uh, back to their schools and, and towns, uh, wherever they're from and, and they become, advocates for the tourism industry beyond that so it's a it's a it's a great vehicle that's been around for many many years mm-hmm. final question for you here kevin as you look ahead to the season and i know crossing paths with you over the course of the last few years here every time i see you in a ball diamond you might have the biggest smile of anybody's faces so i'm curious on a personal level what has you most excited about this summer oh that's a great question joe um <laughs> that's you got to think about that one. Um, you know, I just, they, you know, from a personal standpoint, I just excited to see the teams back on the field and, and, you know, seeing fans enjoy themselves at the ballpark. Um, you know, that's what it's all about is, is a pleasurable family activity that you can go out to or go out with some friends and, and sit and enjoy a cold one at a ball game and cheer on your local team and, and, uh, and just have a great summer night out. And that's really what we try to do with the Western Canadian baseball league. And, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great Canadian summer activity that is, is very close to many people's hearts in the communities we have franchises in. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, congratulations on the CCBC season and the successes that came with that. Looking forward to the successes you have with the the WCBL season as well. Best of luck with that. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks a lot, Joe. Back with Ian Wilson talking WCBL opening weekend, but also Alberta baseball in general and some of the storylines we'll be keeping an eye on over the course of the summer. And it's also, Ian, opening weekend in the West Coast League, and we'll be getting our first look at the expansion Edmonton Riverhawks. How intrigued are you about what Randy Gregg and company are working on? Yeah, there's a big curiosity factor there. I think that's that's the best word for it. I'm really intrigued to see what what that looks like what that looks like uh on the field what uh uh things look like at Remax Field if that looks any different if the game day experience uh has changed or if it's similar to what was going on when the prospects were there all of that uh, I think uh, uh I think it's going to be an interesting kind of kind of loop baseball loop uh in Alberta 
Mm-hmm. I think the other thing too, I think a lot of onlookers around this province are looking at it going, this is one city that's sort of out on its own right now. I know Edmonton is footing the bill for some of the, the travel accommodations, that kind of thing to make it work. And it makes you kind of wonder what might else be coming down the road. I guess only time will tell there. Uh, as we just heard from Kevin Gavami, CCBC season also coming to an end not too long ago. Uh, congratulations to all the teams, especially uh, Okanagan College on winning the CCBC World Series, finally getting a season under their their belt after the pandemic, Ian. Any takeaways from you watching from afar on a season that sort of felt like one of those situations where you blink and you miss it? It just feels like it kind of came and went and and all of a sudden we're we're talking summer. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's another one of those leagues that uh, the pandemic hit hit hard and it's it's just a tough uh, season to pull off because it's happening right before um, the weather really gets to a place that you can consider good uh, <laughs> in these parts. So I know you do get your, your rainouts and things like that, but uh, some kudos definitely to uh, University of Calgary for, uh, for what looked like some improved play um, on, on, on that end and, and Cam Williams kind of getting things going in the right direction for that team. That's good to see. I always uh, I always tell people to you know kind of check out uh, Foothill Stadium while they can because I don't think that's going to be around much longer. And mm-hmm. I know maybe I'm one of the few that's like can still admire the the baseball ghosts of the past that that kind of <laughs> live there. But uh, so I, yeah, I, so kudos again to to U, the UC program. Um, and also I think I think it was on the podcast that uh, Todd Hubka kind of predicted that. The PBA squad uh, was, was going to do some damage and, and be one that could contend, and they, they did that this year. I think uh, they, they put together a good season as well. And as you, as you mentioned, uh, kudos to Okanagan College for, for winning the whole thing. And I think, too, one of the, the things that is uh, fun to watch for is you, you get a lot of good players out there that you will once again see in the, the Western Canadian Baseball League. Um, I think... For whatever reason, in our minds, we equate um, baseball players going south of the border as being successful or more successful when the fact is you can have guys who, for whatever reasons, they want to be closer to family, whatever they're studying in school, um, they have good programs in Canada. When those athletes stay in Canada and uh, and play in Canada, uh, it doesn't mean they're necessarily, um, you know, behind uh, any of the, the kids who go south of the border and, and get scholarships down there. Mm-hmm. And then we know that there are guys who've gone on to bigger and better things through the CCBC. And, and I think the other part of it too, and you alluded to our chats with, with all three of the coaches from the Alberta teams, be it Todd Hubka at Prairie Baseball Academy, be it Cam Williams at UC or, or Jake Lanferman over at Edmonton Collegiate Hawks. All three of them said, listen, we've got to be successful on a year-to-year basis because that's the kind of thing that where the growth breeds more growth and success breeds more success. And I, I think all three of those teams were top five in, in the conference. All of them made good runs during the World Series run there. I mean, they really showed that there's some growth happening there. And, and that's that's the important part is if you're going to see growth in the game across this province, it can't be just one league. It has to be all of them working in unison together. So like Ian said, like I said, 
congratulations to all on pulling off a, a season finally after a couple of years away with the pandemic. How about some of that U.S. college performance uh, talk, though, Ian? You kind of alluded to it earlier. Matt Kootenay setting records. Tom Poole had a record-setting season as well at Cloud. We chatted with him a while back. Cesar Valero had that crazy three-homer, 10-RBI game at Sacramento State. The performance is from the Alberta athletes or Alberta-trained athletes over the course of this spring has just been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes I get surprised by it, and I think I need to adjust my thinking on that. I, I need to stop being surprised that uh, we're seeing the success that we do um, south of the border, and whether that's at the college level, the minor league level, or even the major league level. Uh, there's there's a track record in place now, and there's um, systems in place and academies in place that are creating uh, very good student athletes, and uh, and you're seeing that play out. We saw that play out again, and this has been years now that we've been doing Alberta dugout stories that we see it every year. We see these guys uh, succeed and uh, break records, uh, you know, school records, and and just put their their names on the map. And then get drafted. A lot of them, not mm-hmm. you know, not all of them. That's that doesn't necessarily have to be the end goal to get drafted by uh, major league baseball teams. But you're seeing that happen. We see it with every single draft that comes up. Even the last one that was uh, shortened a bit, and uh, I was like, oh, I don't know if, what we're going to see in terms of of that. And again, another response to the pandemic is you've got a little more of a glut of senior players, and you never really know how that's going to play out in terms of scouting and assessment and uh, just the pool of players that that are being looked at. But, you know, I, maybe that's, maybe that pandemic has also given uh, athletes a chance to, you know, hit the gym more, uh, do more research, do just get themselves to a really good, good spot, you know, but I mean, you know, what Matt Cootney did this year was just phenomenal mm-hmm. and uh, kudos to you for, we're having a really good chat with him and, and learning about him. Uh, just one one seemingly subtle change where his coach is like, "Hey, your night vision sucks, dude." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I have contacts. Should I? Yeah, you should try those." And then boom, <laughs> he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm just gonna smoke the ball all the time." <laughs> so like, like I said, I just I need to stop being surprised by these performances, and I think we we really need to tip our caps to the uh, the the uh, coaches and academies. Uh, in in our province that are just doing fantastic things to get these guys ready, ready to go. And then, you know, and we're going to see some of those, those guys uh, in the Western Canadian baseball league uh, this summer. And uh, you know, either they're going to be breakout players next, next year to South of the border or, or in the CCBC, or um, they already have been. So it's, uh, it's exciting to watch. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And speaking of exciting to watch as well, we'll conclude on this note because I love being able to get romantic about baseball here, but let's talk about the grassroots a little bit. Uh, your kids are knee deep in baseball season as well. How cool is it to see them and their peers back out enjoying the weather in our favorite game? How can you not be romantic about baseball, right? <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah, you had to. No, it's it's great. It's uh, it's busy. My Monday to Thursday nights are, are consumed typically by watching my my kids play ball, and uh, you know, technically it's softball, but it's uh, I, you know it's it's fun to watch. Uh, my my son Kingsley is uh, six years old, and he's uh, just in the learn to play program right now, and it's 
you know, as my wife often says, it's it's adorable. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's like watching little ducklings uh, go <laughs> go about <laughs> things, and and I think too, it's just uh, it brings you back to uh, the, the love of of sport. Um, so for our family, that's that's been baseball. Uh, if they change their minds on that, that's that's fine. They can they can do that. Um, but uh, it's nice to see them taking to it and enjoying it and uh, and and loving it. And with my daughter's uh, Maya's baseball team, her just you know she's as much into the the chanting and like the you know uh, all, all that kind of like cheering that goes mm-hmm. on during the game. And then of course at the end of the game, the base race like that's like <laughs> the base race might be the most important <laughs> thing for for youth uh, baseball and softball in going right now and uh it's just it's a treat to watch and i hope i hope whether they stick with baseball or don't they uh they see what i appreciate in the game and and the things that attract uh me to the game so they don't they don't but uh we're we're giving it the old uh college try so to speak well it's fantastic and i'm lucky enough to hear your stories on a weekly basis with our own slow pitch team or of course you share it on your social media as well and it's it's just a privilege to be able to to watch uh, your young ones grow up right in front of my eyes it's crazy to crazy to think uh, how far they've come and i'm sure the same is going to be said when uh, lachlan gets of age for sure so uh ian we are going to leave it at that thank you so much for your insights as always and looking forward to the 2022 baseball season play ball have a great weekend, Joe. Thanks again to Ian Wilson and Kevin Cavami for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. This podcast is now available on several new platforms, including iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Player FM, and more, along with the standards like Apple Podcasts. Head to our website to find the link to the show on your app of choice. We'd also like to thank our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dog season is upon us, and as mentioned, they will be hosting the league's all-star festivities in July. Make sure to check out all the details at dogsbaseball.ca. And AHP Academy is helping power the future of baseball in the Edmonton region with tons of talent already committing to post-secondary schools over the last few months. Check them out at ahpbaseball.com. Until next time, thank you for all your support through social, online, and on-air of Alberta Dugout Stories.